This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 169. Hello, and welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Bruce Irving, with you for another great episode of the show. Uh, my guest today is Jeremy Galvin of Master Pizza, and we're going to talk offline marketing, what you can do outside of your four walls. Well, maybe you do a little bit of it inside, but the effects are outside of it. And what they're doing it with Master Pizza offline marketing-wise, we talk a lot about online marketing on this podcast, marketing on Facebook or Instagram or email. Uh, but Jeremy has come on. And, be, and the reason that I had Jeremy come on with me is because they're doing a great job over at Master Pizza, first of all. And second of all, I've gotten a lot of comments and or emails from people saying, Bruce, we love doing digital marketing. You talk a lot about Facebook and Instagram and email, but what should we do offline? What can we do that's not digital to market our business? And I think there are a lot of things that you can do inside of your business to do some marketing. Not everything that I agree with, or I don't think you should do all of your marketing online. So I asked Jeremy to join me and say, hey, Jeremy, what are you guys doing over at Master Pizza offline that you could talk about and describe and teach people how to do it in their own business? So I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode of the show today, and that's what we're talking about. Things you can do offline to grow your local business. Before I get into that, uh, if you're looking to do your marketing, uh, there's a couple things we can help you with. We have our mastermind group. We also have our zip code marketing where we do all the digital marketing for you. And yes, we are talking offline marketing, but we do digital marketing, right? We do your advertising on Facebook, on Instagram, your email, build your website, birthday club promotions. If you need some information about that, the only thing is we only work with one pizzeria per zip code. So if you are in an area where we already have a client, I'm sorry, your zip code is going to be taken. If you want information on that and you want to set up a call with me or one of our team members and see if your zip code is available, you can go over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. Uh, I'm excited for this episode. I, I really love marketing altogether, right? Uh, I love marketing, whether that be offline or on. I just want to get the most bang for my buck possible. That's why we've talked a lot about digital marketing over the last couple of years of the show. Uh, but I'm excited to give you some information of what you can do offline marketing. Actually, before I get into the show, one of our sponsors, Susan over at OurTown.net, does a lot of offline marketing. She finds new movers who have recently moved into your area. She sends them a welcome package for you. Maybe it's a free pizza or some sort of offer from your business that's branded with your business logo. Uh, they have a really sophisticated system of finding the people who have moved into your area. So it's not people who just move from your area to a different area in your area. It's new movers, right? People move all the time. It's, it's essential to get them when they just moved into your area, to get them to come into your business and establish yourself as the go-to resource for them, whatever it is you're doing or selling in your area. So if you want some more information on that, you can reach out to Susan direct at susan at ourtown.net or smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash ourtown. There's some videos and a, a lot more information over on our website of how you can contact Susan and how this system works. All right, so that's a little offline marketing. You can go check out Susan and see some more information on that. Uh, but let's get into this episode with Jeremy because it's a longer episode, but there's a lot of tons and tons and tons of information that you're going to take away after listening to this. So you may want to grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down some notes because Jeremy gave tons of valuable information and I'm excited to share it with you right now. So let's get into it. To the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. You're going to recognize my guest. He's been on a few times with us. I'm excited to have on Jeremy Galvin of Master Pizza, who is going to talk today about a topic that we... Haven't talked about a ton on the show. If you're familiar with the show, you're listening at home or you're watching this uh, on Facebook or YouTube, you know we talk a lot about digital marketing. But Jeremy's going to show us some of the things that he's doing guerrilla marketing style 
it with Master Pizza that are working and some things that you can take away after listening to this podcast and go use in your business. So, Jeremy, thanks again for coming on the show. I know you've been joining us a few times, and every episode is great. I get always get good feedback. So, thanks for taking the time out and joining us on the show again. Sure, man. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm always honored to be on the show, and uh, I have a lot of fun doing it. So. I probably should know what episode you're on, but I forgot. Um, me too. Because <laughs> I think you've done a couple live shows. You've done a podcast. Yeah. yeah. So really yeah, yeah. quick, give the Twitter version of your background and what you're doing now. Uh, Twitter version, I, I've, I've been in pizza. Boy, 100, 160 characters. Tough. <laughs> uh, I've been in pizza since I was 19. I started as a driver. It was my third job. Uh, I left, I quit all my other jobs and quit going to school. I wouldn't recommend that for everybody, but it worked out well for me. Um, and then I, that's when I got into pizza. I got into management, started opening stores uh, in 2005, and then uh, sold that port, that business, um, my ownership of that business a few years ago. Started working, actually it was six years ago now, uh, five, six years ago now, but uh, started working with Michael LaMarca at Master Pizza in... February of 2015, and we've been having a ball ever since. You guys, are, you guys go to all the trade shows. You do a lot of uh, offline yeah. marketing. You're involved with some radio stations locally, and we'll get into all of that here. But I think that yeah. um, that's important. You know, obviously, we do a lot of digital marketing over here, and we talk a lot about that. But that doesn't mean that that's yeah. all we believe in. We think that, uh, and we talked about this pre-show a little bit that you can have all the ideas and tactics in the world, but if you don't implement right. them, none of them are going to work. Right. It's all about the execution. A lot of people have a great idea or might watch a show like this where we're going to give them some great tips and they'll write down some ideas and then it goes on the shelf. Yep. You know, and then it sits on the shelf for a while. And, and, and that's the that's the kind of thing uh, you, you have to take it in stride. If, if we list if we go through 15 things on the show or whatever the amount is, pick your favorite and execute that one well. Then go on to the next ones. Right. I always thought it's funny because if you talk to anybody and you see like the Snuggie or anything like, oh, I had that idea like 10 years ago yeah. or I came up, I totally thought about that. Oh, well, guess what? You didn't do anything about it and that guy did. And now he's making right. millions of dollars and you're making zero. So I yeah, always say they, ideas aren't worth anything. It's the execution that makes the money. 100%. 100%. And it's, it's, you're doing a great job of that because you have many locations to worry about. So it's not like... Um, not yeah. that it's different between many locations or one, but sometimes with right. one you get busy and you have one location and it's going pretty smooth and you can kind of coast by. But when you have many locations in different markets, you have to constantly be testing and tweaking what's working right now in order for it to right. actually work in those markets. Right. Well, like we were talking about too, as you grow, the more funding you have after the second one, at least, you know, the first, the, your, your second store uh, my old partner and I used to tell everybody, and I tell all of our franchisees now, your second store is always the hardest. It's harder than your first. It's harder than your third. Because um, it's typically the only time you double the size of your company. So, it, you know, that's the time when you can be, it can be very dangerous. A lot of times both stores end up failing because of lack of capital or lack of putting the capital and spending it in the right places, things like that. Yeah. So... That is tough, too. And when you think about it, a lot of the times you'll see somebody open a second location and yeah. the first location ends up funding the <laughs> second location until the first yeah. location is struggling because it's got no money left over. Yeah, it, it, it can happen. I've seen it happen. Um, I've been in situations where it's kind of happened to me. It yeah. wasn't my second location that was that was having a tough time. It was, I think, my, my eighth 
in the, the company's 30th. Um, that was the first time we really struggled. But uh, it, it can be a really, a really tough time to make it. Uh, and that's, you know, that's when you got to really hunker down and get into some of this guerrilla marketing stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. Or and, going to. Let, I, let's, get, let's get right into it now. People at home are probably like, all right, let's get into it. So this guerrilla marketing, now the definition of guerrilla marketing is kind of like marketing that's a little bit more cost effective than direct mail or digital marketing, right? So these are right. things that you can, it basically just takes your food costs and your effort. Is that what you're saying right. with guerrilla marketing? Yeah. Yeah. The hardest thing about guerrilla marketing first is spelling it. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, it always drives me crazy. I always spell it wrong the first time I type it out. But um, yeah, you know, these are the things that, that you can do with virtually no money. You know, you, you, like you said, you've got to put, you've got your food cost in whatever it is that you're about to do. But the biggest thing on this is effort. Uh, and the great part is if you're an owner or a partner, your effort costs you nothing more than the energy that you expend. So, uh, you know, it, it, the big thing on this stuff is commitment yeah. uh, and, and I guess conviction, um, you know, to, 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 to follow through on, on, the, on the different ideas that there are. So you, you emailed me before because I said, all right, let's do it. You said, hey, I think guerrilla yeah. marketing would be good. You never covered that. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I've never covered guerrilla yeah. marketing before on the show. It would be a great topic. Uh, sure. And you emailed me, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's a few things that are working for us. Uh, yeah. So like list out like three or four or however many there are things that you're yeah. doing, and then we'll go through those, and maybe you can give us a couple okay. examples of what you're doing. Sure. I wrote them down because I wanted to make sure that I had the, the, the biggest ones on because there's lots of little things that you can do, but – the biggest thing that we do is is local store marketing. You know, we get out there and we pound the pavement um, personally. Uh, or in some cases, like at our stores, uh, it's it's the managers doing it, but with the guidance uh, from the owners, myself, uh, and and the and the program that we have built. Right. The other couple things that we do, uh, local competitions. Those are big. Uh, local events uh, with donation opportunities, and that one is like that one has a huge asterisk next to it for me to go over because I think it's a it's a massive missed opportunity for for guys or girls that are uh, one offs in their in their local markets. Um, and then old school door hanging, we still do some of that. Um, you know, if you do it right and you put good offers on those things, that that, that can work pretty well too. Okay, so let's go through each one of those, and maybe we can kind of – I'll ask a couple questions, and you can give us some insights sure. as to how those yeah. work. So the first one I think you said was uh, local marketing, right? Local store yeah. marketing. So what exactly yeah. is that? Explain that to somebody so, who's listening who may be not familiar. Yeah, so the way that we define local store marketing is anything that the manager or the owner goes out and does personally, uh, taking out menus and, and things like that. A lot, of, a lot of people do this, but I think a lot of people make – uh, one big mistake, and that's that they don't bring any food. <laughs> right. right? And, and I think in, in this, in our local store marketing program that we use at the stores, the very first piece of the, uh, well, I guess it's not the first piece, but it's, it's on the first page. One of the things that we explain to the people that are going out to do it is that we all know, we've all been there in our shop when that guy or uh, gal comes in to sell you on different credit card processing. Right. You see one or two of them a week. Every single one of them says they can save you money and you can't wait. You try to be polite because they could be potential customers, but you can't wait to get them out of your shop. Right. And out of out of in front of you because you've got stuff to do. So the, the first thing that we review 
with our managers or with our franchisees that are going to go out and be doing these things is to, to remember that in this situation, they are that person. We are the ones interrupting whoever it is, is work day. Um, so the, the biggest step is when you're going out to do these things, uh, number one, bring food, and we'll get to that in a second. But number two, get in and out. If you try to sit down and, and open up a business account or whatever it is that you call it, uh, some kind of account where they can order big orders and things like that, or try to sit down and, and have a real conversation with this person or ask for the manager or whatever, you're, you're going to get shut down. These, these people are, are, are professional gatekeepers almost all the time. We all yeah. are when we need to be, yep. right? And, and, and we know when someone is soliciting. A lot, a lot of places have no soliciting signs. Uh, sometimes right. the food can get you around that. So uh, when you go out and do these things, get in and out. If you're there for more than 20 or 30 seconds, a minute tops, you're, you're, you're over the line. You know, you want to get in and get out. So, um, you're the, the uh, you're the digital, you're the, in the real life version of that pop-up that comes on a website that, you know, you go to a website like ESPN or some website like that. And you, you're reading, you want to read this article about your team and all of a sudden this ad pops up and it's like, you can see the timer in the bottom right hand corner that says yeah. you have 14 seconds till you can skip this ad. Yeah. You're that ad. Yeah. You're that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're that guy. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's super important is to get in and get out. And then the other side of it is for obviously bring your menus, bring your business cards, magnets if you have them. You know, a lot of a lot of pizzerias still do the, all of those things. Um, it, bring food. Uh, remember what you do. Again, we'll refer back to when these other people are coming into your store trying to sell you. Refer back to what you typically do with the paperwork that the guy leaves you. Uh, that can save you money on your credit card processing. Nine times out of 10, you file it right in the garbage. <laughs> right. So, and that's going to happen to your menu as well, unless you give them a reason to really take a look at it. And, and, and let's be honest, the best coupons are great, you know, but they're not, they don't have any real value unless the people already like your food. Otherwise it's, it's, it's just a paper full of coupons that, that they probably have 12 of in the drawer. So I tell our people to don't even, if they're not going to bring, bring food, don't even waste your time because you want to, you want to have a real reason for the person to hang on to this menu. You hope they like the food. Uh, you know, all of us love our own food. So we, we believe in it. We feel good about it. The best thing you could possibly do and the cheapest way you can market is to put it in somebody's mouth. Right. Um, so, that's, those are the two probably most important things that I would that I talk to our teams about when they're doing local store marketing is get in and get get in and get out and take food. If you, do you don't take food. Do you bring food and like offers? Yeah, yeah. So we'll bring. Typically, what I'll do is, uh, you know, you want to go, and I can kind of get into some of the details too. You want to go. I have our teams go one or two times a week is is what my recommendation is, depending on the level of growth that, that they're going after and, and their uh, ability to handle that when it comes. Right. I, I tell the teams to go one or two days a week, preferably Monday through Wednesday. And the reason I choose those days is because um, people are typically in the office on those days. They're less likely going out for lunch those days um, or, or have, have ordered food for those days, right? right? Typically offices order Thursday or Friday right? As a treat 
for the for the uh, for the team, right? For the office. So you want to try to go on those days. You want to try to get in and out. And um, when you do go, like we talked about, bring food. It's got you, you got to make sure you bring that, or, or there's just no point. Um, let's see, what else can I? So I'll add something. Maybe you can say yes or no to this yeah. because I think the most. Um, when you try to get somebody to try you for the first time, there's a risk factor in their mind, right? Is it good? Is right. it good food? Is it worth my time? Is it worth my money? And if you bring food right. as the first point of contact and they like it, there's no risk right. for them, right? If you give them a couple offers, right. they know who you are, they've tried your food, there's absolutely no risk right. for them to order from you. Zero. I'll bring. I'll, usually when I go, I'll bring two pizzas. Um, so there's enough to share. I, I usually bring medium pizzas, half plain, half pepperoni. Yep. That way, if somebody doesn't eat meat, there's there's some cheese on there. You can mix it up. You know, there's been times where I've taken. In fact, right now I have my teams taking out some different pizzas, um, just just to try try different things and deliver some different uh, some different items that they might not because of the risk factor that they might not try otherwise. Right. And how do you select the companies that you go after? So that's that's an awesome question. It's probably the the next most important thing on the list is you want to target the best thing you can do when you start this deal is play the numbers game. Go to your industrial parks, go to the areas where you have a lot. If you see a lot of cars in a parking lot, that's where you want to go. And I don't mean at home Depot or super Walmart. Obviously you can see a lot of cars there, but (laughs) think, think office parks and think industrial parks. You just play the numbers game. And sometimes when I do those, if I go to a, a really big factory that has a ton of cars, I won't just bring two pizzas. There's been times where I brought 10. Um, I just kind of gauge it based on, you know, if I'm out, if I'm out one day and I'm going out, I know I'm going out the following week and I pass a giant building. I take them a lot of pizzas. Um, again, it's a, it's a small investment, uh, that you can really get a big return on. Um, and like I said, you're playing the numbers game. The more people you can feed, um, that goes in the in the break room when they take it the pizzas in the break room. The more likely you are to get to net orders from those deliveries. Right. That's that's step one is to really hit the um, the industrial parks, big office parks, things like that. Uh, another good thing on the list, I, I we have it as as kind of part two is hospitals, big medical centers. Again, you're just kind of playing those numbers games. Um, that's where you really want to start it off. Do you have a script that you tell people to sit, like what they should say when they go in there? It's it, not necessarily. Um, I kind of have my own thing when I go in. Cause again, you, you want to try to be in and out. The biggest thing that I tell people is to be themselves. You know, you have to, you have to have, you know, and, and this is important too. If, if you're an owner of your shop, right. And you're honest with yourself and you know, maybe you're not the best person at uh, initial greetings or, or however you want to say it. Maybe, maybe you're not as much of a people person as the manager that works for you. Right. Maybe you should send the manager, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you, you got to make good choices and make sure you send the right person. Yeah, if somebody walks in. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to send the, you don't want to send the grumpy person to the door and no, say, Hey, listen, like no, this and, person's and, not the best right, person in the world to talk to. No, people. it's, it's you, you, the initial contact with these people is, is how you're going to, is how you're going to uh, fare. You know, if, if you're nice and happy, the pizza is going to taste better. Yeah. And we, right? You know what? I, we did something similar to this when I operated, and we just called people too. 
Like we would yeah. pick uh, – it worked a little bit better like maybe for businesses who had done business with us in the past but haven't called in a yeah. long time. We would just pick up the phone and be like, hey, Spruce over here at XYZ Pizza. We haven't heard you for a long time. We're going to send you over two pizzas on us today. Right. And then right. the delivery driver would just deliver the pizzas with a couple menus and the same thing yeah. you're doing. And he would just yep. drop it off, and he wouldn't have to say anything. He was just there to drop right. it off. And no, that's cool. I've, I've done that, too. And we just re-engage them, you know? Just like re-engaging your email list or your subscriber base. Sure. Yeah, lazy customers. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe they had a bad experience. Maybe not. You know, maybe somebody, maybe somebody stole them with a super aggressive offer. That's possible, too. Sometimes but, with me, it's just like you go to a place, and I do this in my own consumer life. Like, you go to a place a lot. And then you kind of get sick of it, right? Not that they yeah. did anything bad, but you're just like, I'm over that for a little bit. And then, but then yeah. you forget because they don't do yeah. a good job of following up with you with their uh, either a lazy right. postcard or doing online ads. And you're like, right. you just totally forget. And this could just be a way if someone called me and be like, hey, I'm giving you lunch. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that place. <laughs> right. And then they, they, they remember that they love it. Right. And, and then they're a lot likely to come back. Um, so, the, so the other thing I wanted to get into, I think we did a good job covering that. That's some great information. Let's get into, cause I'm, I'm local competitions. Like you guys are big on competitions we see all the awards yeah. behind you there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Michael is all over the place. Who's your, 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 uh, your partner there uh, with master pizza yeah. and local competitions is, I think something that a lot of people don't either don't get into because they're afraid. Maybe they, they're afraid. Maybe they won't win. Or yeah. if they don't win, it's going to look bad on their business. Uh, can you explain yeah. a little bit about the competitions you guys look to get into? Sure. Yeah, we do. Uh, all every single store knows that if 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 they they know to look for these local competitions. A lot of times they're at high schools. Uh, a lot of times it's a rotary thing. Yeah. Uh, they can find out. They can find out about them through the rotary or um, the chamber of commerce. They can find out through there too. That's where you can find a lot of these competitions and. Of course, when you go and you don't win, it kind of sucks, but you have to look at it as more, it's, it's so much more than just a competition. You get a chance to go shake hands, kiss babies, and actually feed people without, like you said, any risk. You know, these people, sometimes it's a fundraiser that they pay 10 bucks to get into at their church or school or what, almost all the time. It's, it's something like that, right. like some type of fundraiser. So you get a chance to get to have customers try your food that maybe have never done that before, shake some hands, you know, meet some people and things like that. So it's, it's really more about uh, uh, getting in front of the customer in a different way. Um, somebody that might look at you, uh, whether you win or not, you know, we win some that we go to. Sometimes we don't, sometimes we don't win when we go and that's okay too. I look at it as if, if I can pick up five new customers from feeding a hundred at this event, uh, that's a win for me. You know, I mean, that's when, when you consider I probably brought $100 worth of pizza or whatever it is, right? When you think about cost, the cost of customer acquisition, that's pretty, you know, it's, it's a pretty decent deal. And you probably uh, lifetime value of a customer is probably like 20 or $30 a month. And for six right. to 12 months, that pays for itself with right. one customer. Right. It's, it's pretty serious. So these, these competitions, we do every single one that we can. When we do it, we don't do it. Um, we don't do it cheap. I think a lot of the mistakes that when people do this, they try to keep the cost of that event down as low as possible, which I, I totally understand. But if you're going to a competition, and I've actually seen this done, if you're going to something like this, a local competition, or some of the other stuff we're going to talk about, anytime you're putting food in someone's mouth, don't lighten the cheese because it's free. <laughs> you right. know, like you're, 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 you're dumbing down your product 
uh, you're less likely to uh, uh, gain a customer if it's not as good as it could be. That, that's a big mistake that I see a lot of people make, and, and I totally understand the thought process behind it, behind cutting back on, on whatever it is. I've seen guys cut sauce. I've seen them use less sauce. That's crazy. I mean, crazy stuff crazy stuff. Do you think it's the same on the opposite end of the spectrum? Like don't put too much cheese on or too much sauce because yeah. if the customer yeah. likes it and they order from you, they're going to get a totally different product. Totally. I think that every single thing that we do at, at, in, our, in our company, every single thing is uh, uh, we don't hire food artists. We, we take our menu, everything you see from Facebook menu, Twitter, everything we do, our menus, all of those photos are pizzas that either I or Michael or another one of the team members have made, and, and we take the pictures with our, our iPhones. Nice. And, and we do that on purpose for just what you're saying. You don't want to you, you deliver something that's inferior to what they had the first time or inferior to the picture that they saw. Right. It happens to all, all, all of us every day. You see that picture of a Big Mac, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the Burger King commercial, and, and you immediately think to yourself, like, wow, how do I get a Big Mac that looks like that, right? Or or uh, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think I said Big Mac Burger King. I meant Whopper. We know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. People really are. They get bent about that kind of stuff uh, on social media. I, I sometimes I have comments. I've seen people comment, "Oh, my pizza. This pizza looks great. There's no way it'll look like that when I get it." And I actually comment back. Of course, you know, taking the high road. I'm always. I always try to stay on the high road. Right. You know, even if they're even if they're not in their comment, uh, I I tell them if your pizza doesn't look like that when it comes, let me know and I'll buy it. I'll make you a new one and make sure that it's correct. That's I, I, that eliminates the risk right there again too. Like you're that's right. all. It's all about eliminating the risk. Like you're, when right. someone doesn't buy from you, it's it's a risk factor on their part, right? They don't think right. that it's worth it. They don't want right. to lose their money. They don't uh, right. they don't particularly like you maybe. Or you have right. a bad reputation, so it's all about risk. And the more you can right. eliminate that risk to get people in the door is what it's all about. Right. You know, and one other thing on competitions before we move on these local competitions, a lot of people I think don't go. Like you said, maybe not so. Maybe it's fear that they won't win, but they also think that nobody goes. And I got news for you: if if you've never been to one of these things, the last one I was at had uh, Little Caesars was there. Domino's was there. Um, and, and man, let me tell you, when the big boys go, they, they've got tablecloths, they've got signs, they've got, they've got all sorts of cool stuff to really make their table stick out. In some cases, some people may say it's because their pizza doesn't. That's right. fine. Everybody, you know, whatever. I get it. But they go, right? They go. And, and, and even though they may or may not believe that they can really win, they're going to feed, they're going to do exactly what we're talking about, yep. to put food in people's mouths. Maybe they can pick up a customer that that doesn't normally order Domino's or whatever. It's like um, so it's what I always tell people. Like they say, "Well, does this work or does that work?" And I'm like, "What? What would you pay? How much money? If like, say, there's 200 people at the event, how much money would you pay to talk to 200 people and get your right. message out and have them eat your food? Like, how much money would you pay for that? And most right. people would pay way more than the cost of entry to that event. Way more. Way more. So that's that's a huge thing, uh, and I and I think that if if you are um, in your if you are a solo shop in your market or a smaller uh, re, um, regional, I guess like us, regional is the right word, but um, 
you, you need to be there. You need to take advantage of the fact that the majority of the people that have other shops, maybe like yours, that are significant competitors to you, don't go. Be right. the guy that goes, right? Be the people, be the person that goes. Yeah, and it's so, hard. It's, it's hard. It's like deflating if you don't win, right? You're like, oh, I'm never going to do that yeah. again. That was a waste of time. But like you said, you have to look at it for the right reason. I think you should yeah. look at it to go to get exposure, and if you win, that's yeah. a bonus. The other thing is, too, I've seen this just over the last couple of years. A lot of these competitions now have participation trophies or, oh, or type of certificate, right? Which I get it. Like at the one that we went to um, in Avon, in Avon last year, we won Best Pepperoni Pizza in Avon, right? Which was great. We got a trophy. Right. We put it up on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Well, this year, it was in Avon Lake, right? They 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 rotate back and forth between the high schools. So this year we went and we got, it was basically the runner up uh, trophy, but right. it, it's called like, I forget what it's called. Like participate. I forget what the actual award was called, but either way, my point is we still got a trophy to put on the shelf. You know what I mean? It's, it's not the big trophy or it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, even if it's just a certificate, hang that stuff on the wall because people that live in the city that you're in, want and and like to see businesses contributing back right they, they like the people go to these type type of events i'll let that one slide because you said participation trophy but then you said second place so that's acceptable like my kids yeah. are not going to get a participation yeah. trophy for coming in eighth place like there's no trophy for eighth i place. agree no i agree i hate participation i hate it i i'm i'm totally against participation trophies what i meant to, what i should have said is they're basically runner-up. Yeah, that's fine. Totally. Because, listen, if there's eight people and you're the runner-up, you're still the second-best pizza at that competition. Right. That's still a great place to be in. Right. You beat seven other people or six or however many yeah. math that is. But And like you said, even if you don't get that, yeah. you still went, you still fed some people. The funny thing is, no matter where you go, no matter where you go, no matter what shop it is, I've, I've, I've taken over shops that were doing, you know, three grand a week and, and converted them to, uh, to different pizzerias that I've had in my past. And all of them, every single one, had customers that it was their favorite pizza, right? Everybody's got a base. And, and at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to have your list of people, have the most people that you're top on their list. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's, no matter what, you're probably going to pick up some customers from these things. Do you, ever try to, do you ever try to game the competition, like start promoting it on social beforehand or – getting as many people of your customers to actually go and Joe and vote, vote for you? Or do you just, I like, haven't. no, I haven't. I, I, I would imagine that that does happen. I think that, um, I'm sure that I'm sure that there's times where the box has been stuffed, right. You know, but it's, it's still a good thing. If, if, if I go to something and it seems like it's really not a good competition and it's not really fair, sometimes you can just tell. I might I might not go to that one again. Right. But if I don't automatically weird. think it's not that if I don't win. Right. You know. That would be it's, me. I'm a I'm a sore loser, so I would immediately think that. <laughs> You're like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> no way. They totally mine's the best pizza. I don't even care what they say. <laughs> yeah, you, you you can't win them all, you know, and it it's uh, but it's it's worth it to go. These are things that they cost you very, very little money. Let's get into door hanging now because I think this is a hot topic yeah. for me at least because uh, yeah. I posted somewhere on social asked people like what their number one marketing platform is and a couple people yeah. said door, door hanging which is surprising to me. Um, so you still do door hanging and you're still finding value in it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's um, it's it's a it's 
direct mail, even though you're not putting it in their mailbox. Although I won't lie, I, I did do that my first time ever door hanging. I put it in the mailbox. <laughs> I think everybody I does know. that the first time. Yeah, I didn't know. I was 22. I just, I, but man, did it work. But um, no, we do still do it uh, these days. If, if if and when we do it, I'll, I'll go on and I'll design a door hanger that actually hangs on the door. That's for, for someone that doesn't have doesn't know how to use the programs and things like that. You don't have to do that. You can just take your menu. It's it it is okay, I believe, to rubber band the menu to the flag of the mailbox or to rubber band the the menu to the doorknob right. or stick it in the, you know, in the the, the crease of the door or, or where where the door meets the jam. Um, those things are okay and you will get you will get a pretty good return on your investment uh, as, as long as you're not just delivering junk. Right. You know, if it's a menu, something that has some sort of value, a menu preferably with coupons or a menu along with a separate sheet of coupons, uh, that's a great way to gain business. And if you do it right, and there's a couple different ways you can do this, right? If you do it right, you can, you can kind of track, you know, you can kind of track where you're getting the best responses because you can see it. Typically, when you go door hanging, you'll see it that night a little bit, right? right. You'll see a little bit uh, um, a return on that investment that night. Um, again, it's a numbers game. Uh, sometimes you'll see more if you do it on Monday. You you know you're only gonna not not a lot of families pizza night is Monday. Right. There are some, right? We all sell pizza on Monday, but we all know we sell a lot less pizza on Monday than we do Friday. Right. I always like to door hang Wednesday or Thursday because you're coming up to. Friday, Saturday, which is the typical pizza days for families. Um, so that, that, then you'll get the best return on your investment. And then the other thing is, is that uh, someone's knocking on my door here. Yeah, go ahead. Go get it. Yeah. Oh, they must have. It's me. I don't know who me is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Listen, we're, I'm just, we're, doing a, just doing an interview. No. Thanks. Okay. Um, just someone here for Mike. Uh, anyway, I lost my train of thought there. Oh, two ways you could do this, right? You can hire a door hanging company. They, they are out there. Huh? Uh, I've had, I've had good ones. I've had bad ones. What is a door I, hanging I, company? Like a, a company that specifically does this or they go around with like 10 different businesses and they go to each house with 10 different things. I, they do they do pizza that's one of their big things that they do and they do other types of door hanging too so like if there's a local maybe it's a window company that wants them to do door hanging so they'll come around and you can hire them to insert and not to insert but to do your door hanging along with the window got it company or whatever else and there's pros and cons right it, it's a little bit more expensive when you do it that way because it's not your own people uh, the biggest con was that I have found piles of menus and garbage cans before. Yeah. Um, I've seen that happen. So what I like to do is have either a manager do it or the drivers do it. Um, you know, it's, it's a great thing for the drivers to do during the middle of the day when they're probably typically folding boxes. Um, you know, you make a lot more money uh, having them out trying to drum up some business than you do having them fold boxes. Right. Do you have? Do you pay them? Like, how do you pay the delivery drivers? If you want to talk about that, I, I would I would pay them their normal you know their normal wage, and then uh, I would probably what I have done in the past, and I've, I've I've set it up so that they get you know some kind of perk, some kind of spiff when we see an order from like we'll we'll pick roads. Yeah. Okay, you deliver it to this road, 
or, or this community, you know, maybe four. You don't want them to do it all day. Right, right. You know, a couple hours a day, you know, maybe. Yeah, go hit 100 homes and write down the ad, or not the addresses, but write down the roads that you hit. The POS system, you can see when the orders come in. So right. you can kind of, you know, maybe give them a dollar or, or something like that if, if an order comes in from, from the street that they went to that day. Uh, it's a great way to reward uh, the employee. And I would think you should even maybe do separate offers, right? So that way you know sure. that it came right from that. Like your door hanging offers yeah. are this. Your uh, yeah. your lunch offers are these. So you have separate ones so you know where you're getting hit from sure. because you can track the offers that are coming in. Yeah, almost all the time our door hangers are offers that aren't on anything else. So you can that track way it. We, yeah, that way we know that, that, it was, that it came from that. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. It's uh, it works. See a decent return on it. What do you if you said like your top off offline marketing things like one through I don't know how many you different ones you do like what are your top ones like number them based on uh, return and ease yeah. of use like maybe this one's really hard but it, it, it returns really well this one's kind of really easy but it doesn't return that great it takes a little bit more time yeah. like what are the best yeah. ones that work for you. Number one is lazy customer program, and that's we didn't really put that in here, or I didn't send it in the email that I sent you. But that is some guerrilla marketing; it doesn't cost you much. It's it's not online, like you said, and that's I mean we're getting like I've seen some crazy numbers at some of the stores. I'm talking like 19 percent redemption. I've seen. Wow, and you're doing uh, what 30, 60, 90 days, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And depending on your point of sale system, we use Revention, uh, and they have a fantastic marketing. I'm not plugging them. I'm just saying I, I love it. They, they have a really good marketing piece in, that's built into it where you can pull, um, you, can, you can set different parameters. So we set it so that, you know, they look at if a person ordered in the last, I, I, go, I go four or five weeks right yep. now, I'm looking in a window, right? You just look in that one window. If okay. they ordered between, you know, week four and week five, that seven-day period, and haven't ordered since, they come up on my list, and then the, um, that's who we mail to. Are you mailing a postcard? postcard? Yeah, I send. I mail postcard. Postcard's the cheapest way to do it. Um, the challenge that you run into with this is bulk mail. If you're gonna mail in bulk mail, it has to go to the mail to the to the uh, post office in a certain way. Right. And it it can be a real. We tried. I tried doing it once on my own, and, and I said, forget it. Almost everywhere you can find a company that will do it for you. EDDM um, you're referring to? Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I guess that's what it is. I, I never really thought of it as that because I've always thought of EDM as like EDDM as like menu, you know, delivery or whatever. But I guess it's the same idea. We, we give them a list. Yeah. Of uh, the, each store emails them a list of the lazy customers from each week. We do it every uh, every week. We do it every single week. We mail these things out. Um, they get them in the mail within a certain amount of time. It's fairly inexpensive, and we're averaging twelve to thirteen percent return um, redemption. Now, if you're you're doing that as a whole company, so all of your locations you do at one time. Yeah. So if you're a yeah, one single cool. location, you could probably do it by hand, right? You probably could. Because you may you have what? Could. If you're a one single location and you do your thirty day lazy customers, you may only have fifty to a hundred. You just pay one of yeah. your counter attendants. A couple yeah. hours to sit there and either print out the yeah. labels and stack them on the postcards and stamp them yeah. and go, or if you hand write them out. Um, sometimes if you hand write them out, it works totally. even better. Yeah, if you put a stamp on it, I think I, I don't 
fully know the rules any that as well as I used to because I haven't really dug deep into them because I just do it the same way that I've always done it. Yeah. Um, I, I know when you have a stamp, things change. When you have a stamp, I think you can just drop it in the mailbox. Yeah, you're right. Um, you, you know, but you if you we used to would do that, and you used to have to stack them. Uh, like rubber band the certain carrier routes and then like put a label on there and then like put them in a box and you'd have like six or 10 different carrier routes that you were delivering to. And each one had to be like no more than 25 per rubber band. It was like a lot of work. That's where I call it. I'm like, I'm done. You know? (laughs) Yeah. The the great part is, you know, the place that we have locally, they print, they they custom print the postcards for us as ordered. In fact, I wish I had one. I don't know if I have one with me. Um, I think that it goes back to like how busy you are of a store. And if you're looking to do guerrilla marketing tactics, you maybe you've yeah. already figured out the digital, or maybe you're just a little bit slow and you want to do everything you max possibly can, and time is yeah. what you have, right? I guess it comes back to yeah. a bandwidth issue. If you have sure. a lot of time and you're not that busy, you can do all this stuff yourself. And then as you grow, sure. you know, look to manage that out based on, you know, for sure. I don't want to pay someone two hours when I can pay that company to automate it. Maybe it's it'll cost me a little right. bit more, but in the long run, it's worth it. Yeah, you can print the postcards right on right online and yeah. just ship them to your house, and then go like you said, print the labels at your at your house on your off time if you want, or at the store when there's downtime. Yeah, you could do that. Throw a stamp on it, throw it in the mail. So that's like that's probably in terms of a percentage return. It's by far the best thing that, that we do period what's like, the second uh, one across the board um measurable is is it would probably be direct mail you know it still kills it yeah and, and, and i don't know some places it doesn't here it, it, it's because it's so measurable you know you you, you feel it when right. the direct mail hits and i'm trying to stay offline you said offline um, yeah, do, we'll do like offline stuff today. We can do it online yeah. in a different episode. But like, I was just thinking, like, what what what, work and what can people do right now if they've they're tackling online? And they want to do a little bit of offline. We haven't talked about yeah. that a lot in the show. So, what's number number one is lazy customers. Go into your database, yeah. search out those lazy customers. Do you do also do like postcards or offers for any delivery that's late or any new customer? So I tried when we first did when we first launched the new lazy customer program that we did for the company probably like maybe a year ago I started doing it again we started doing it again and I changed the process of, of what we used to do it went so well right we, we saw such a return I actually tried using the same company printing separate post- postcards for new customer acquisition I was able to pull again using the data that I had in the computer system I was able to send the company, a list of customers that were already in my database, and then they were able to take the carrier route or carrier routes and pull, uh, make sure that I wasn't sending a postcard to any current customers, right? It was just pure new customer acquisition. And um, to be honest with you, it it really did not perform very well. I I did it. And it, it, it was so lackluster, I didn't even do the... Uh, official trying it three times. Yeah, I think that's I, more of a like a trust issue, right? They don't know who you are, so it's it's harder yeah. to get them to come and visit you. I did it twice, didn't very got very little response and just killed it. And and you know that's why that's why the lazy customer thing works. The reason it works so well is because they're already your customers, right? You know, may, maybe they didn't order because something happened. Maybe maybe and in oftentimes, you know, if you have a higher a little bit higher price product like we do, sometimes. Sometimes you're the family's pizza place once a month, 
or twice a month. And then on the, they might still have pizza night on Friday, but they can only afford to get yours once or twice a month. Right. The other days they go to Domino's or wherever that's cheaper. Um, sometimes the, the, the danger there is habit, right? We're creatures of habit. Maybe they forgot, you know, because they got whatever from wherever for a good deal. And that postcard reminds them, hey, you love us. and right. We miss you, you know. Um, anyway, our postcards, I wish I had them with me, but I don't. But the, the company that prints them for us, they actually say, we miss you. And then I have their name, the customer's first name, plastered across the front of the card. Oh, nice. I mean, that's everybody, you know what I mean? It's everybody's favorite thing in the world is their name. Totally. <laughs> right? It's, pers- so, it's personalized. Yeah. So when they see it, and I hate or current resident, we don't even send them. You know, if, if, if we don't have the right information in the computer system, which that's on us, you know, that's from a training standpoint, that's on us to make sure we get the right information. But if we don't have the right information, we don't even send it because it's not. How often are you auditing all these systems? Like, are you auditing them on a weekly basis and checking the results and checking how they're working for you? Yeah. Some that I some I audit more than others. Uh, this one, the, the the lazy customer thing, I audit it probably once a month. I get a report from the company that sends them for us, and I see how many we sent out. I log into the into the stores and I look up how many times it's been redeemed, uh, and I compare the two. Yeah. That, that's how I do the audit on those, uh, and it kills it. I mean, it, it really kills it. Uh, another thing that we do that I would recommend, another way you can do it is a letter. You don't have to do a postcard. Right. I've seen people do letters, and that's extremely successful, especially if you're if you're a one-off, maybe in a smaller community. If you write a personal letter, even if it's a printed letter that you just duplicate over and over again, if you if you make it personal and sign it. Yeah. Right. Don't stamp it. Don't print the signature. Sign it with a with if, if the ink's black, sign it in blue. Right. Right. Make it personal. Those a, a letter is killer when it comes to it now it is more expensive right because you're you know now you're spending now you're putting a whole stamp on there um but there's pros and cons maybe you don't have access to a company like i do here you know maybe and you don't have the time to do the uh the uh, the bulk mailing sorting right you know maybe that's the best way to go but it's like you said if you're a smaller mom pa shop and you got time on your hands there's right. nothing better than sending your customers or a potential customer a sure. handwritten or thank you note that you've personally signed and written to them. It's going to be super effective, much more effective than postcards. Just going to cost you absolutely. a little bit more time yeah, and money. Absolutely. Yeah. So new, new, new customer acquisition. I, I've tried it. It didn't work for me. It doesn't mean it couldn't work for somebody else. Maybe we did it wrong. Hey, we're not the, you know, I'm a pizza guy. I, <laughs> we're I, all I, testing you know and trying. I mean? like, yeah. You know how it is. A lot of this stuff is trial and error when you find something works. Everything is, right? Like every market is different. You have to really figure out. That's why it's called work and like it's not easy. And if it was easy, everybody would do it and everybody would be like a super successful pizzeria or restaurant. Uh, But it takes figuring out your market and testing out. Maybe the postcards don't work for you. Maybe the letters work phenomenal and postcards tank. Or maybe people get so annoyed with door hangers you can't do that. You have to do postcards and those work really well for you because they don't mind that. So it's all about – taking the ideas that you hear about on the show and testing them out in your market and giving them a good right. run so you really have some data, not just a couple and say it doesn't work. Right. Try it out for right. a month or two and go deep into it and then look at the data and that should tell you right. if it works or not. Yeah, you got you to gotta try to track it. There's some things that, you know, tracking, tracking all the different things that you're trying, it can be pretty complicated. Uh, you know, you can end up with, if you, if you put different offers on everything, suddenly your computer system has like 50,000 coupons in it. Yeah. And online, that's just bad. You know, if you have, 
when, for, for online ordering, you know, if, if you have a deals page, right, that's what ours is called on our online. If you click that and there's like nine, if there's like 25 different offers on that, that's just silly. Right. You know, it's, it, the customer's like, oh my God, like, what do I do? You know, um, so I try to keep that to a minimum. Some of them I just don't track that much anymore. You know, some of the direct mail that I do, um, you know, Velasquez, things like that. I know it works. Yeah. I've tracked, I've spent years tracking it and figuring out cost per person and all this crazy stuff. And at the end of the day, it's not worth the hassle of having 7,000 different coupons. Right. Cause I know it works. Yep. You know, and nowadays um, with the point of sales system, you should just use a code, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can do it. Um, you, you could totally use codes. That's a good point. You can have different offers with different codes. I've done it. Uh, I was I was with the company, another local company, for about a year and a half or two years here, and we were very adamant about tracking everything. Right? We were. I mean, we were psycho about tracking, <laughs> which was cool because we could really track everything. But you know, I don't know. We took we took a different approach here when we when we started when I joined. Um, I really wanted to, Michael and I both really wanted to be the place of yes. We wanted to be the easiest place to order a pizza from. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I in fact, our, our coupons, all, all of our offers, unless it's like a serious offer, like a free pizza, you know, if yep. it's like a new mover program or something like that. Right, right. All of our coupons say no fine print. And the reason we did that is really because Number one, we want to be the easiest place to order from, and I just hate fine print. You know, like it's just so silly. <laughs> you oh, have like, to ease of use is the yeah. way of the future, regardless yeah. of what it is, right? Whether you're trying yeah. to use online or offline marketing tactics to get people to right. order from you, the easier you make it, the more likely they are to order from you. Right. If you if you're if you're doing something in print or on Facebook or wherever it is, in my opinion, if you can't if you if you got that order and the customer said, "Hey, I want to get ten of these or or fifteen, if you can't sell fifteen of those offers with a huge smile on your face, you need to really think about the offer or make it easy for them. Like we'll have clients that email us and they'll say, "Hey, Bruce, I want to do an offer." And I'm like, "Awesome. Like we love promoting offers. They're easy." And they're like, we want right. to do $2 off any large gourmet pizza when you buy a French fry, add a soda, yeah. and then you get it, pick up and delivery only on Wednesday. And we're like, I'm not doing that. That's like not going to work at all. Why bother? You don't even know how to do it. <laughs> right. Like, how do I use this coupon? Yeah. Like, and that's, <laughs> the problem is then you devalue your print. Right. Then you, you right. devalued the, the item that you're asking them to have value in, to, to find value in. So, you, you know, you got to be really careful. And that's, for me... That whole thing, that whole no fine print thing, and um, you know, we we combined the prices of our toppings. You know, a lot of places have like regular price toppings and then more expensive toppings right. like steak and stuff like that. And I totally get it, I get it completely. But then you're back to fine print on a coupon, right? A large one topping pizza to a customer. If you say a large one topping pizza is going to be ten ninety nine, when they call and they ask for extra cheese, and you tell them extra cheese is fifty cents more. Yes, most people will be like, oh, okay, you know, because they've already made the commitment to call. Right. But at the, th there's going to be a part in, in that person's head, maybe in the back of their mind where they're thinking, geez, I thought this was going to be ten ninety nine. You know, we all, we all hear the cliche bait and switch. Yep. Right. And it's human nature to automatically think, 
you know, man, they got me. You know, they got me. And then maybe that I goes. Never in, yeah, that goes into their brain the next time they are going to call to order. Yeah. Maybe they don't call from you because they remember that. Right. It's a long. So it, all that stuff for me is a long game. That's like a long term game. That's like a. I don't think anyone even probably really notices, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. You know, I it's. A, I want it to be a subconscious thing. I but, love it. Um, I think you shared a ton of great info here. Where can people go check you guys out if they want to check you out online or shoot you up if they have a question? Maybe they can for shoot sure. your comment uh, on Facebook or something. Where are you guys located? Yeah, yeah. Facebook, um, at Master Pizza is the Facebook um, link, I guess, is what you would call that. I'll link it up in the show <laughs> notes. So if, you, if you're listening to okay. this on the podcast or watching this yeah. on the video, just go over to uh, smartpizzamarketing.com. In, in the search bar, yeah. just type Jeremy or Master Pizza, and the, all of Jeremy's past episodes will pop up. And uh, this is yeah. the latest one, obviously, and all the links will be in there. We'll link it all up there. Yeah. And then, of course, on the website, too, MasterPizza.com. Yeah. That one's always uh, – everybody can always get it on there. Cool, Jeremy. Well, obviously, cool. it's always a pleasure to have you on. You always share some great information. Thanks, and thanks, it was brother. a pleasure having you. You too, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I, I always have fun. It's awesome. All right, well, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you to Jeremy for joining us on the show. If you have a question, you can shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. If you want to go check out what we do over with our marketing agency, you can go find if your zip code is available. Maybe we can work together, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. Also, check out our mastermind group, and everything that we do is over at smartpizzamarketing.com. We do have another show that we produce on Facebook, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We kind of do smart pizza marketing live. We bring you either an interview or we're live on location at a great restaurant or pizzeria in our area or wherever we're traveling in. So you should definitely check us out on Facebook. But you know what? All the links for our social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything is over at smartpizzamarketing.com. All right, guys, that is it for me. Have a great week. We'll see you on the next episode of the show.